This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is the Steelers' smash-mouth game plan to beat the Bills and shock the NFL. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Stellas, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. After squeaking into the playoffs, the Steelers now travel to snowy Buffalo this Sunday as decided underdogs in their wildcard matchup with Josh Allen and the Bills. The vast majority of national NFL pundits are picking against Pittsburgh, and Coach Mike Tomlin's recent track record of giving up 40-plus points in each of the team's last three playoff failures offers cold comfort to anyone siding with Pittsburgh. Yet among the Steelers' nation of black and gold believers, there is reason to think Pittsburgh can pull off the upset up in Buffalo and snap a six-season drought without a postseason win. During the three-game winning streak with Mason Rudolph under center, the Steelers have become a smash-mouth, run-first football team that can chew up yardage and eat clock. That, coupled with well-timed splash play strikes deep down the field, courtesy of Rudolph's rocket arm and pocket poise, have put opposing defenses back on their heels. Truth be told, both sides of the Steelers' offensive attack are reinforcing the other. One of the most vital things Rudolph did when he took over the team versus the Bengals was to reignite the Steelers' most potent weapon, that being budding superstar receiver George Pickens. Pickens went from pouting on the sideline and not blocking for running back Jalen Warren on the field to being the legitimate game-breaker we all thought he'd be from day one this season. It took Rudolph to re-energize Pickens as this kind of weapon and get his head and heart back in the game for the Steelers. As a result, opposing defenses have taken notice. They are now game planning for Pickens the way other teams do for the likes of Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. By taking safeties out of the box and backing them off into two deep shell coverages, they're trying to prevent Pickens from blowing the lid off of their defense. This has opened things up for the Steelers' running game. After a slow start, former first-round draft pick Najee Harris has become a stiff 
arming stud. He is powering the Pittsburgh ground game like the days of old. He has a whopping 189 yards after contact, including forcing 16 missed tackles in just his past two games. That, according to Pro Football Focus. Then there's Jalen Warren. He remains a speedy, shifty, pass-catching changeup. It's a one-two punch from Pittsburgh that no defense wants to face. Now, when that defense does fill the box to stop the run, Rudolph has reliably hit a splash play in the passing game to make them pay. His passer rating in the past three wins is 124, 112.2, and 115. In short, the Steelers' offense has finally found its identity, and it is dictating defensive coverages. As Kevin Adams, host of Barstool's Steel Here podcast, says, it isn't pretty, but it's built to win playoff games in January. Quote, it's ugly. It's grinded out. Punch you in the mouth. Run it right at you enough times that you finally break. Protect the ball. It's not sexy, but... They can win on Sunday, unquote. A huge part of the Steelers' recent success is Rudolph running the offense effectively and, of course, utilizing Pickens as the team's most dangerous weapon. Tomlin himself credited Pickens' quote, magnetism for helping open up the run game. It was no surprise that Tomlin tapped Rudolph as the starter versus the Bills, noting he's sticking with the, quote, hot hand. Now, this was despite the fact that Kenny Pickett, who hasn't thrown a pass since December 3rd, remains number one on the depth chart. But that's in name only. The sure sign of the team's faith in Rudolph and the maturity on the part of Pickens is the results of the Ravens game when the defense was designed to take Pickens away. In that game, Pickens didn't get a catch. Instead, Rudolph hit Deontay Johnson for the big splash play. Pickens, who had put up plays of 86 yards, 66 yards, 44 yards, 37 yards, and 34 yards in his previous two games with Rudolph, went without due to that Ravens double coverage. But Pickens didn't pout, and he didn't pull up on his blocks. He was a true teammate, and Rudolph was a real leader. He praised the young receiver for how he handled himself when he didn't get the football. Said Rudolph of Pickens, quote, I told him I was very proud of the way he handled it. I thought it was very mature, team first attitude. He was not whining or asking for the ball. He knew schematically they were trying to take him away. I think that's a form of flattery from a defense. They know how explosive he is. We blocked hard all day. He was excited for his teammates, and that was awesome to see, unquote. 
Now, this is the United Steelers team that barrels into Buffalo. Make no mistake, with Rudolph, the running game, and Pickens picking his spots, they are dangerous. Smash Mouth can win in the playoffs, but only if the Steelers refuse to allow quarterback Josh Allen, receiver Stephon Diggs, and running back James Cook and company to get up on them early and often in this game. They cannot allow that. The Steelers are built to grind out wins, not mount huge comebacks that require a flurry of quickly scored points. Getting down big early in playoff games is what ruined the Steelers' past three postseason outings. As Jim Ricalto noted on X, formerly Twitter, the Steelers found themselves down 21-0 in the second quarter versus Jacksonville back in the 2017-2018 playoff game. They were way behind 28 to nothing in the first quarter versus Cleveland in 2020-21. And though they were up by seven early versus Kansas City in 21-22, they were down 21-7 by halftime. In other words, game over in all of those playoff games. By the time the gun fired in each of those games, the Steelers had given up 45, 48, and 42 points, respectively. Even without pass rusher extraordinaire T.J. Watt, who's nursing a strained knee ligament, these Steelers are better equipped to limit the Buffalo attack. At least on paper, they seem to have more depth than ever behind Watt, whose absences in the past typically spelled a Steelers loss. Said Tomlin, quote, that's why we thoughtfully acquired Marcus Golden. That's why we drafted Nick Herbig. We are as deep as we've been at that position, unquote. With rookie corner Joey Porter Jr. coming in into his own and owning opposing receivers, and including the receiver one of the opposing team, there's good reason to believe Pittsburgh can hold down Buffalo so they can play their game on offense. Of course, the wild card in this wild card game is the running and improvisational abilities of one Josh Allen. He can hurt even the best defenses in so many ways. And Allen, above all, is the likely reason to favor the Bills. Of course, the Steelers will have something to say about that. The table is set. The Steelers ride in with momentum and identity. This team has gelled. Tomlin has been doing some of his best coaching and motivation. The 2023 draft class is all contributing. Off-the-couch additions to the Steelers roster are rising to the occasion. These Steelers have all the earmarks of a dangerous team on a mission. That mission is to win a playoff game in Brutal Buffalo, and they have a real shot of doing just that. And should they pull it off, 
anything becomes possible in this postseason. And it's all because the Steelers now know who they are. The rest of the NFL is about to find out. I am pumped for this playoff game. And of course, we have much more on the big game in Buffalo and the game plans for both teams in this postseason edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to catch my full print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. As always, it's packed with plenty of memes bringing the Pittsburgh playoff madness to life and to laughs. Right now, let's get right to it. So the Steelers have that look. It's the appearance of a team no one in the playoffs wants to face. So says veteran Pittsburgh Post-Gazette columnist and sports radio host Ron Cook, who has seen that look before. He's been around Pittsburgh and the Steelers for decades. So here's Cook's choice words from his column on the look of this Steelers team that so recently came together and found its identity. Cookie writes, quote, the Steelers are playing some of their best football at the right time. They won their third consecutive game, all led by Mason Rudolph, uh, Saturday beating the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, it was the Ravens JV team. It was a rainstorm. The score was 17. 10, but they finished the regular season with a 10 and 7 record and with help from the Tennessee Titans, they are now in the playoffs. So that's the good news as as uh, all summarized by Cook. Uh, the bad news is Pittsburgh's recent patch of postseason futility under one Mike Tomlin. Of this, Cook tells us, quote, their past four trips have gone horribly in the postseason. They gave up 42, 48, 45, and 36 points in losses to Kansas City, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and New England. They weren't really in any game. They were embarrassed. The Steelers also are looking at marching on without their MVP that being T.J. Watt. That will could be a brutal loss for a defense that already has been devastated by injuries to its inside linebackers and safeties, unquote. In short, that is not a good look. But, and there's the but, this team is different. Cook describes how it's different and why these Steelers could shock the football world. Item one that he cites is, of course, Najee Harris. Most recently put up 112 yards on 26 carries in the rain versus the Ravens. And, of course, item two is Mason Rudolph. Even with George Pickens shut down by the Baltimore defense, Rudolph hit a perfect pass to Deontay Johnson on a slant and that was the first play of the fourth quarter, and it turned into a 71-yard catch-and-run touchdown, as Cook writes. And, you know, what is that? That is your quintessential splash play, and it was the difference in that ball game. That's the thunder and lightning this version of the Steelers is taking to Buffalo. 
Now, for more on why these Steelers are poised to do damage in the playoffs, we turn to Mark Caboli, who covers the team for The Athletic, and he broke down the Steelers' chances versus Buffalo thusly. Quote, they are playing like we were told they were going to play back in the offseason. That's when Assistant General Manager Andy Wield said, quote, we want to impose our will on teams, unquote. Hey, it took 15 weeks, but here we are, according to Caboli. And where is that? Okay, break that down for us, Caboli, and he does so. Here's the quote. The Steelers are running the ball often and running it well, with the offensive line bullying guys in front of them and a quarterback who can make the defenses pay with the deep ball. That's the way Pittsburgh has won the last three games, and that translates anywhere, especially in the playoffs on Quote, of course, there's a huge but in the Steelers' playoff winning scenario. It goes by the initials TJ, as in TJ Watt. Caboli says, quote, okay, I know I'm conveniently leaving out the horribly banged up defense, which will be without Watt the rest of the way. It will ultimately be their undoing if they don't get the help they need on defense. But the way this offense is structured, it can hide a lot of shortcomings on defense. Now, that's new for the Steelers, the offense helping out the defense. I mean, that was the formula under Cower for all those years when we were a true smash mouth team. And here we are with this team and the ability to run. What kind of ability? Caboli tells us, quote, the Steelers have averaged 156.7 rushing yards per game over this three game winning streak. Rudolph has nine completions of at least 24 yards and seven of at least 34 yards. When teams have played cover two, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren have had their way on the ground and controlled the clock. When teams have stacked the box, Rudolph has attacked deep, unquote. In other words, when defenses play these Steelers, they have to pick They're poison, and that makes them dangerous. Of course, all the talk on the defensive side of the football is about Watt being out, at least for this Buffalo game. There is some talk that he could come back if the Steelers make it to the second round of the playoffs, but that's for another day. Right now, he is out. And, and that's the dominant talk. I mean, we're, we're looking at the glass half empty. But there is some good news for the Steelers defense that will be tasked to control Josh Allen and company. Here's Mike DeFabo, also with The Athletic, getting us pumped up for that Steelers D. Quote, the Steelers are about to get a major shot in the arm. Safety Minka Fitzpatrick is expected to return for the playoffs and counterpart DeMonte Kazee is eligible to come back from his suspension for that hit in the Colts game. Remember that one? I mean, they, they bounced him out of that game and the, the rest of the regular season. According to DeFabo, this will allow the Steelers to use 
more of their three safety packages, which have been especially effective against dynamic tight ends like the Steelers will see with Buffalo's Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. And of course, in some of those losses, they had trouble controlling the tight end. So this is a major plus for the Steelers. And uh, uh, DeFabo goes on to write, additionally, the concerns that inside linebacker have, have lessened to a group to a degree now that Miles Jack has worked himself back into playing shape, unquote. In other words, these off-the-couch players that the Steelers have plugged in, they are rising up and making a difference. Finally, there's the maturation and education of one Nick Herbig. He's the rookie and the fellow Wisconsin Badger who is about to step up for his mentor, T.J. Watt. Once again, DeFabo and The Athletic tell us how Watt helped prepare his Badger brother for this big moment of truth. He writes of Watt and Herbig, quote, The Steelers drafted Herbig in the fourth round, number 132, in April 2023. Watt's production at Wisconsin was one of the reasons the Steelers felt confident that Herbig could thrive in their defense, even though some draft prognosticators believed he would need to transition to an off-the-ball linebacker, unquote. Now, Mike Tomlin was clearly confident in what the Steelers were getting with Herbick and that it would be in that T.J. Watt mold, you know, because of this Wisconsin Badger brethren that they had. Said Tomlin, talking about Wisconsin and Herbick, there's not a lot of speculation. That guy held down the same position that I watched T.J. Watt play at that place, unquote. And DeFabo puts that quote in his story. And with that, and with the Steelers drafting Herbig, Watt's tutelage of his young protege began in earnest. It was a mentor-mentee relationship that DeFabo describes this way. Quote, Soon after Herbick heard his name called in the draft, Watt was one of the first people to text him congratulations. And from the very first training camp practice at St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Herbick has been like Watt's shadow. Before practice, after practice, and everywhere in between, the two are often working in lockstep on nuances of the game. The rookie absorbs everything he can from the vet, and Herbick has refined moves like a bull and pull and expanded his pass rush repertoire using mostly Watts moves. And this includes a new ghost move he picked up in training camp, unquote. And that's some detail, some meat on the bones from DeFabio in this well-reported athletic story that goes on for many, many more passages and is worth your time. But just wanted to give an idea of how this moment has set up for the Steelers. In the past, they weren't ready for life without Watt. But this time, maybe they are. And Watt tutelage of his badger brother could be a big part of it. All right. This way, unlike the Steelers swoons of the past when Watt was out, 
The team seems confident it can put the heat on Josh Allen and limit those scrambles and those improvised runs that just kill you. The reason? Nick Herbig, a big reason, is Nick Herbig and his education at the knee of T.J. Watt. And, of course, it's not all on Herbig. As DeFabo concludes, the Steelers' brain trust of general manager Omar Khan and assistant GM Andrew Wield made a concerted effort to fortify the roster with quality depth to prepare for just this kind of Watt-less scenario for the Steelers. This offseason, you'll recall, they signed Watt's counterpart, Alex Highsmith, to a meaty, moneyed contract extension. They also added ninth-year veteran Marcus Golden, and that was even after they drafted Herbig. All of these players will be asked to step up in their own ways. Highsmith is likely to face more attention without Watt there to eat up those double teams. Meanwhile, Golden and Herbick should also see their workload increase significantly, unquote, all according to DeFabo and The Athletic. And of course, this is this is an understatement because the play of these Watt replacements could be the key the absolute key to limiting the Bills from jumping on the Steelers early. Remember, that has been their undoing in the playoffs. So the past four playoff games, they the teams jumped on them early and the games weren't even close. For the Pittsburgh to remain in its smash-mouth mode, along with the occasional flash play when they fill the box, they have to play their football and they can't be playing from behind, not significantly from behind. That, my friends, is the Steelers' formula for winning. And with that, what else is there? It's showtime, folks. The playoffs await. The Steelers up in Buffalo. The snow will be coming down, and the Steelers will be grounding and pounding. Go Steelers, beat them Bills. And of course, whatever happens, we're going to cover it all right here. Hopefully, we're talking about a big Steelers win and the next playoff game, which would be against the Ravens. Would not that be unbelievable? A third matchup with the Ravens this season and the chance to go 3-0 and against those Baltimore birdies. Of course, I'm getting in my head of myself. The Bills await. The postseason await. The Steelers are poised to strike. Uh, there's reason to be positive about this team despite the string of playoff disappointments that we've seen in recent years. All that's left to do is play the game. And of course, all that's left to do for you to do is sign up for your uh, the Steelers Update podcast wherever you get your favorite audio so you get it automatically every Wednesday afternoon. We're going all through the offseason. Uh, lots uh, of questions to be answered once we turn the page and get into the offseason, but right now it's all playoffs. It's all Bills and it's all Steelers and their new identity of a smash mouth and splash play football team. Go Steelers, beat the Bills. And log on to PennLive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.